Well, typically, I don't see any little ones here. We send our little ones off to Sunday school. And since COVID, it has been hard. We haven't been able to get these ministries coming back as strong as we'd like. But for all of you that are still at home and debating whether to come back, we do have Sunday school every Sunday. So bring your little ones. Kirk here is one of our Sunday school teachers. And I'm going to have him um, say a little bit about Sunday school, why he teaches, and um, have a prayer for the little ones that are a part of our Sunday school. Go ahead, Kirk. Why are you a Sunday school teacher? Well, for me, um, it's important to grow our church with um, young families. And young families often come to church because they want their kids to learn about um, God. Uh, And for me, it's just really important to be there for those young families. Um, There was a time in this church when there were no young kids at all. And that was a real heartbreaking time for me. And so for me, it's really important to attract and have and have some place for uh, young kids to learn about Jesus, to learn about God, and learn about, well, like today, my uh, lesson was on service. So that was something I was looking forward to teaching. But anyway, um, yeah. I want kids to know about God, and I think that's the easiest way to do that. Well, thank you, Kirk, for your service, because we always need Sunday school teachers, and we have a lot of people that step up and do this and pour into our little kids. So, Kirk, say a prayer for our little ones. A lot of them must be away, but we do still think about them. Dear Heavenly Father God, we thank you for children in our congregation, and we thank you for the young families uh, who attend. We pray, Father, that you would be with those children right now, um, help them to continue to know uh, you and your son, Jesus, and we pray that uh, you would protect them, keep them safe, and that we look forward to seeing them again. In your son's mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, as you know, Pastor Jonathan... um, He has been very busy with many different aspects of ministry here, and this week he actually is away for a much-needed vacation, so he's getting some rest and relaxation. So that gives me the opportunity to preach today, so I'm very excited about that. Um, I did want to make a few announcements about things that are going on here at River of the Valley. We do have a table in the back. It's set up to sign up for volunteering and to let you know uh, about an uh, event we have coming up. It's called the Family, Faith, and Fall Night. And it's an opportunity for us as a church to come together with Family Rescue Center, who does their ministry work here on our campus. And there will also be other churches joining us, like Rocky Peak and Kirk of the Valley. They'll be here, and we'll be decorating our trunks and celebrating all of God's blessings. So the idea here is to have some really great trunks set up. And if you've never done this, I invite you to go to Pinterest or Google some images um, of trunks for trunk or treat. And you'll see some really great um, ideas. So it really inspired me. And you set them up, and then we hand the kids out candy. So it's the kids come here. It's a safe place to wear their costumes. We will be biblically themed, so it's an opportunity for us to help the kids understand more about Jesus. And it's a safe community, so they can come and have fun, get to enjoy their costumes, get to have candy. 
And on the back table, there's a sign-up sheet. So we encourage you, if you're going to volunteer, to sign up. And then we will be having a short little meeting after the Spanish service today at 12 for those who are volunteering to kind of coordinate and get organized. Um, we are also looking for decorations to decorate our campus. So if you guys have any old fall harvest decorations and you're looking for a new home for them, think of us. <laughs> um, we'll be collecting those donations. That table will be back there the next, next week as well. Or bring them the day of the event, which is on a Saturday the 30th. And take one of those flyers and share them or put one on your fridge so you don't forget. Another thing we will be doing as, a, as our small groups meet, and I'll talk more about this in our sermon, is we'll be entering into a Bible study church-wide. So I'll share more about that in our sermon. Right now I'm going to invite Hanya up to say a prayer for us. Good morning. Will you pray with me, please? Thank you, Lord, that we can gather to praise you and hear what you have for us today. We think of our missionaries all over the world who do your work, sometimes increasingly in dangerous situations. Yes, Lord, we do pray for the missionaries kidnapped in Haiti. And I pray that you will protect them, keep your hand over them, and bring freedom for them very soon. We pray for all those missionaries who need protection and a renewal of energy and strength for the work you have them do. We pray for our community here in Canoga Park as our church seeks ways in which we can reach out to meet the needs of the people here, both spiritual and physical. We pray for the event coming up at the end of the month uh, that you will be there and bless it and bring good out of it. We pray for the Family Rescue Center and, the, and that event that they are planning and other events as well. And for Urban Promise Ministry as they uh, do the work you want them to do. Help us be the support for them as they reach out to those they minister to. We bring to our pastors and uh, the leadership team as well Give them strength and perseverance and bless their families. Father, be with those who could not be with us for one reason or another today. Especially pray for David and Ruth Beatles as they settle into their new place and for continued healing. And now, Father, I pray for Shana as she opens the word for us. Give her the words you want, us to bring, you want her to bring and open our hearts and minds to hear them and receive them. And Father, now teach us, or let us pray the word that you have taught us, the prayer that you have taught us, saying, Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, Hanya. So, how's everybody doing? 
It's fall, cooler weather, everybody enjoying the little break from the heat? All right. Well, today, I am going to give us a little sermon on Luke. I'm entering into Luke chapter 6. Luke is the third book of the New Testament. And I always love the book of Luke. It's the book does a beautiful job explaining the purpose of humanity. And it actually documents an eyewitness account of Jesus's ministry. We hear about how he taught his disciples and some of his actual conversations he had with them. And it left behind a roadmap for all of us so that as a church, we know what's expected of us. We get to see examples of what they struggled with and how they overcame challenges. So it's a really great book, and we're going to dive in there today. And we are going to learn from God how we can be a church to glorify him. So if you guys are following along in your Bibles, you want to Luke, it will be verses 37 through 42. Let me see if I PowerPoint to work. Hmm. There it goes. It starts with you. This is how we do it. It starts with you. You know, as a church, we hope to lead all of you into a deeper relationship with Christ. And as leaders, our job is to give you guys the tools so that you can actually experience some of these promises that we find in the Bible. So if you look at Luke 37 through 38, I'm going to go there in my Bible. Luke chapter 6, I should say, (laughs) verse 37. Don't judge other people, and you will not be judged. Don't accuse others of being guilty, and you will not be accused of being guilty. Forgive other people, and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. You will be given much, and it will be poured into your hands. More than you can hold. You will be given so much that it will spill into your lap. The way you give to others is the way God will give to you. So last week, the pastor talked about the four C's, where at our church, we really want to challenge everybody to delve into these four C's, to come here and connect, to come to be committed to this community, to get involved in all that goes on here and to be a part of our events, and then to confess Jesus as your Savior, and then eventually be sharing that hope to others in the world. So Luke 37 through 38, it's telling us some ways that we can do this. And it's our job to give you guys the tools so that you can evaluate your own life ways. Should I switch mics? 
I'll just make sure I don't trip over this. <laughs> um, but we want to give you guys the tools so that you're able to evaluate your own lives and actually use the wisdom that God has left behind for us so that your own life can be benefited by those things. So how do we do this? Now, this picture, I don't want you guys to get um, caught up with trying to see the words. I just want to see if you recognize it. Do you guys know where this is found? This is on Hyatt Hall out here. It's painted on the wall. And this is something that means a lot to us at this church. And at our church, our leaders invested in a program called the Dimensions of Discipleship. And so... This program is something that we're committed to here. And as Christians, we have to learn how to exercise our spiritual muscles so that we can actually taste the fruit. <laughs> and how do we do this? Um, it's like a piece of exercise equipment. You know, if you buy it and then it just sits in your house, it does no good. Right, you have to, when you buy that equipment, if you want to be successful with it, if you want to strengthen your body and become more flexible, increase your coordination, you have to have a plan. And a lot of times, in order to be successful with this, we invite other people, small groups of people, our partners, to work out with us, to do this with us, so that we are having designated times in which we're gathering with them. And we do this here with our small groups. We have small groups that meet regularly at different times through the week, and they look at the word together. And in this church, we want to definitely keep exposing people and challenging people to use different spiritual practices. And with these spiritual practices, we'll actually find that it's most useful to develop habits so that we're using them daily or weekly or monthly. And the important thing is, is that you're around a community that encourages you to keep trying. Because you know what? We're going to fall off sometimes. Sometimes we're going to forget. And we need people around us that are going to say, okay, get back on. Get back on. Let's go. It's not over. And so we need to start small. And we need to develop habits that can become part of our daily lives so that they can enrich us. Now, this verse says, don't judge, don't accuse others of being guilty, and forgive other people. Show me with a raise of hands, how many of you have struggled with any of these things? Okay, <laughs> these are not easy things to do. These go against our human nature. We get emotional. We get upset. We get angry. We want to lash out. That's our human nature. And so we need help with these things. First of all, we have to become aware. We need to know like, when we're doing them. They're so natural that we're not always aware. We get angry before we realize, like, oh, I'm angry. I'm reacting. So it takes practice to be the graceful people that God calls us to be. And to be obedient to his call, we need to develop habits. And we don't have to be perfect at this. Yet, God does want to touch all the areas of our life. And so our church has invested in these, this program called the Eight Dimensions of Discipleship. 
And this program is going to allow us to be more holistic. So we can be really well-rounded. We're not going to be perfect. We'll never be perfect. But we can do better. And we can always strive for improvement. So we have several small group leaders here with us tonight, or people that are involved in small groups, or today, this morning. Where am I at? <laughs> and recently, I've challenged our small groups to come up with a name. So if you're in a small group, be prepared. You're going to be talking about coming up with a name. I want to be able to refer to you guys and, and for me to use your name. So talk about, like, what's a good name for your group? What do you guys want to be referred to as? And in a couple weeks, either me or Pastor will be reaching out to you to ask you to select a representative from your group to, one, share your name and the details about your small group, like when you meet, what book you're studying. And then I'd like that person to also share how small group has influenced your life. Why do you do it? Why do you keep going back? What are you doing there? And then eventually we will be starting one of these studies as a church. Our whole church will be jumping into one of these studies that are included in the dimensions. So if you look at the roots, the roots actually say experiencing God. And that's what we want to be our roots. Our roots are to experience God. And in here we become really more aware of the presence of God in our life. And then the trunk, this is where we grow, and this is our spiritual responsiveness. This is how we are faithful. How do we listen for God and his call? Then that first branch over to the left is called sacrificial love. This is how are we in our community speaking up about social injustices that we see around us? How's God calling us to challenge us? Then we're talking about, we get this opportunity to talk about generous living. And we often talk about this here. Our generous living is how we're using our time, our talents, and our gifts to be a blessing to others in our community. So this program is very holistic. It will also talk about disciple making, how we eventually will share this good news with people who don't know Jesus and give them hope. We'll also talk about our own personal transformations and how we're producing spiritual fruit. What does that look like? We want to encourage everybody here to have authentic relationships. We are going to go through, and we have gone through, hard times. So how do we become a community that's supportive of each other and continually encouraging each other? And then finally, the circle around the outside is community transformation. When we have this holistic approach, our entire community will be transformed and we'll have a better idea how to take care of God's creation. So this study, it will go on continuously throughout. It's going to take a lot of time, obviously, and we're not going to be able to focus on it consistently for several months at a time. So we'll do one thing at a time. We'll start small. So if any of you are not affiliated with a small group, this is my email address. Please reach out to me, and I'd be happy to let you know when the different times are and learn more about you so I can make sure that you find the right group where you're going to feel comfortable and, you know, knowing what they're studying so it can apply to you. So, you know, nobody likes to be sold. 
And in this Bible passage, Luke 6, verses 37 through 38, the one we just read, we have to touch the ways that we can create the opportunities and experience those promises of Jesus before we can create a community that's willing to, one, confess Jesus as our Savior, and then also reach out to share with others. We, we can't just say these things and have no substance. We need to touch these things and have experience with them. If you look at Luke chapter 6, verse 39, Jesus shared another story with them. Jesus told them this story. He said, can a blind man lead another blind man? No, both of them will fall into a ditch. <laughs> so we don't want to take anybody to the ditch. We definitely need to experience and practice these things so that when we are speaking about these things, we know what we're talking about. However, we do have to be willing to do the work so that we aren't hypocrites. Jesus says, why do you notice the little piece of dust that's in your brother's eye, but you don't see the big piece of wood that's in your own eye? You say to your brother, brother, let me take that little piece of dust out of your eye. Why do you say this? You cannot see that big piece of wood in your own eye? You are a hypocrite. First, take the piece of wood out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to take the little piece of dust out of your brother's eye. A hypocrite is someone who pretends to be something that they are not. And we definitely want to be true here. We don't want to be hypocrites. We don't want to give people reason to doubt us. We want them to be inspired by us. So many of you here are experienced with some of these dimensions of discipleship. Here's a list of them. Experiencing God, spiritual responsiveness, sacrificial service, generous living, discipleship, personal transformation, authentic relationships, and community transformation. I want to ask you, raise your hand if you have invested any time in any of these dimensions. Okay. So we've got quite a few people that have invested some time here. And I'm going to be asking you to raise your hand again, too, so I know who you are. Um, it's only when we do this work and we put our faith to the test can we be people that God wants us to be. And so if we want others to take us seriously, we have to be in harmony with these values. We have to be able to have our own stories, to share our own experiences, and when we have those things, we'll be excited. It's not going to be work to tell anybody. We're going to be excited. We're going to want the people we know and love to know about these things. But before we can do that, we do have to know the truth. So when we start to tell about Jesus, we won't have to sell anything. We will have real experiences. We will have real stories to share. So we'll also have real fruit. We'll have real fruit to talk about and to enjoy.
So let me read this again to you. It says, don't judge other people and you will not be judged. Don't accuse others of being guilty and you will not be guilty or you will not be accused of being guilty. Forgive other people and you will be forgiven. Give and you will receive. You will be given much. It will be poured into your hands more than you can hold. And you will be given so much that it will spill into your lap. The way that you give to others is the way God will give to you. I really want all of you to experience that. So all of you that had your hands raised, please put them back up again. Those of you that have experience with some of these areas of spiritual formation, put your hands back up. And I want those that don't, I want you to come together. I'm going to have you break out. I want you to stand up. Go ahead, stand up. Put your hands up. And I want you to go and talk to each other. And I want you to ask these people with their hands up, first of all, which one they have invested time and energy in. And then secondly, has God been faithful in his promise to them? Go ahead. I'm going to give you a few minutes. Okay. There you go. There's the um, different dimensions.
Okay, I'm going to give you like a minute, so wrap it up. All right, thanks everyone. I hope you got something out of that. You know, it does start with you. And we have to give you the tools so that you can do these things and experience these things. But our God is mighty. And he wants to pour into each and every one of you. So be willing to do the work. So you can experience God's glory. Be willing to make the time and build those habits because they're only going to benefit you. It's going to produce fruit that you're going to enjoy, and you're going to have a community around you. And in this day and age, there's a lot of darkness. We, we were praying for Haiti, and we know of other countries around the world that are, are really struggling right now. I think of Lebanon, and I think of North Korea. And they have leaders that are not very good servants. They are not serving the people. They have people in power that only want to increase their own agenda. So we need to be a community here that keeps that alive and is the light. There's a lot of darkness, so we can be a part of the light. And we got to choose that intentionally and put ourselves in situations where we're going to be learning more about this. So let me pray for all of you. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for the book of Luke and all of the information that's there. It's amazing to see how you taught our brothers from the past and how you inspired them and filled them with hope. They too lived in a time where there was a lot of darkness and you could not be who you wanted to be. You had to profess that Caesar was king. and. If you didn't, you could be nailed to a cross yourself. So thank God that we've come from that time. Lord, thank you for giving us this country and giving us forefathers who did serve us, that put us before their own needs and saw a future in which we could have freedoms and have the ability to touch those gifts and those talents and those skills and employ them in creative ways. We are a country of innovation and we're so blessed. We can worship freely. We can come together. We can worship you. So thank you for that, Lord. And I pray that everybody here today is feeling that inspiration to want to build these habits and these spiritual muscles so that they can really feel that personal transformation in their own life, that they can let go of some of those things in the past that have been holding them back and take on new roles and create a new path forward, a path lit by you, Father. So continue to do your work here, Lord. Continue to bless these leaders and these people that come together every week, our Facebook family that's out there. 
Give us the courage to continue to look to you and to learn from you and let you enrich our life. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, Felipe. Oh, there we go. And, and to do that, we have to offer ourselves. It starts with you. It starts with every one of us. And we offer ourselves in service, in time, in uh, doing stuff that God wants us in going out and being vulnerable, and in also in our resources. And it takes resources, it takes a lot to keep the lights on and the air conditioned. Just to let you know, our air condition bill last month for the sanctuary was $8,000. And there's two others also. 8000 for two months, okay. But still, $8,000 that we have to come up with. And that's to keep you comfortable here. I just told Ed, please take care of the air condition. Uh, raise it up a little bit so that it's not $8,000. So in any case, um, this is what it is, and this is how we show our uh, gratitude to God and our commitment and doing what we need to do to keep the lights on. So you can do it these days is, is amazing ways of one can contribute. Uh, you can write a check to River of the Valley. You can write a check to Canoga Park Presbyterian Church, CPPC, Rio. Or you can click a button on your telephone and do a, uh, an offering. Let me pray for our offering ourselves and offering our resources. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity to serve you. And it is up to you in the end. We want the community to be transformed. And we are trying to do what we need to do, as you had uh, commanded us to do, to go out, out of our comfort zones and do the things that you want us to do. Be faithful servants. Bless the offering. Help the leaders to use it in a smart way, right way to affect the kingdom in this part of the world and also in the missionaries that we support all over the world. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.